What type of investor are you? We can help you find out. If you're looking for a fun and fast way to jumpstart your investment journey, we have just a thing. Take the What's Your Investment Secret Sauce quiz. Within a few short minutes, you can learn what it is that makes you different from other investors, pointing you in the direction of your dreams and goals. Who knows? This might be the first step of what could be an incredible, life-changing journey. Take the quiz by going to kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Again, it's kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. We love leveraging debt to finance our other apartment buildings. It's the only way for the business to grow and for us to build our empire at a rapid rate. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. You know, sometimes you just need a good quote to get you through the day. Something to actually really motivate you and remind you why you're doing what you're doing. For some people, that's a religious text, a hashtag, Monday motivation search through Instagram or a guided meditation. For us, we look for our quotes from the greats, great financial leaders, that is. What can we say? We're passionate. Our first quote comes from Grant Cardone. It reads, rich people use debt to leverage investments and grow cash flow. Poor people use debt to buy things that make the rich people richer. Dang, (laughs) convicting and true. The next quote comes from one of our favorites, Robert Kiyosaki. And he says, once again, the 90-10 rule of money applies. 10% of the borrowers in the world use debt to get richer. 90% use debt to get poor. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are we seeing, start seeing the same theme here, mm-hmm. Mom? Yeah, you should. Today's topic is all about debt. And we're going to show and blow your minds here because there's such things like good kind of debt. Take a second to think about the word debt. And what resonates with you? Are you starting to feel like there's some weight on you? Something icky stirring within? Are you thinking about the pile of student loans or all the credit cards that you've maxed out? Debt usually comes with a lot of negative connotation, such as encouraging you to spend more than you actually have, debt costing you money, debt keeping you from reaching your financial goals. With this kind of messaging, right, it can be hard to think of debt as anything but negative. You may want to avoid it as much as you could. Or like how you want to avoid your boss on a Friday afternoon. Hint, hint, right? But as usual, we're here to burst your bubble just a little (laughs) about what you think you know about finances. I mean, it's pretty on brand for the Kitty Sisters to disrupt people thinking about how to make money. That's true. That can actually be a good thing, guys. And while we know that sounds crazy, that can actually be a positive thing and help you secure everything from a mortgage to owning real estate by using leverage. Now, you're going to be hearing the term leverage a lot on this episode, so we're going to break it down for you right now. Leverage is a term borrowed from engineering. In simple terms, leverage makes it possible to move a huge load with much less effort. Like when you see a mechanical setup, such as a crowbar, lifting huge loads of cement and wood at a construction site. A tiny effort can move anything if it gets a big enough leverage. Debt is the crowbar in this case. And we're here to help you understand why debt can actually be a good thing. We're like Mythbusters, but with money and better style. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> Leveraging debt has proven to be something we can use to our advantage, and it's one of the reasons we grew so rapidly when we started investing in apartment syndication. We've used debt to leverage since our very first investment, in fact. Our first single-family home rental. Instead of paying the entire amount of the purchase price, we leverage debt to finance the rental, meaning that we can pay off the mortgage in increments rather than paying the entire thing at all at once. So this can be spread out over multiple years. Instead of having to just invest in one property because we put all our money into it, we were able to use debt to leverage to buy multiple rental properties, all with positive cash flows. Okay, so let's break it down into some real tangible advice. What's the difference between good debt and bad debt? Good debt may be considered an investment versus bad debt, which is not considered an investment. Good debt is also used to finance things that will increase in value. See again, our first property investment of a single family rental home versus bad debt, which is used to finance things that can be consumed. Good debts example include rental mortgages or any asset that will help put money in your pocket. Whereas bad debt example include credit card debt and high interest loan. Believe it or not, some of your debt can actually be seen as an investment. Enter record scratching moment. <laughs> Basically, the rule of thumb here is taking on good debt will help you in the long run purchase something that will increase in value and add to your financial health. Bad debt is purchasing something that can be easily consumed. Gone within a matter of months, nothing really sustainable. Like when you're eating that bag of shit for dinner and trick yourself into <laughs> feeling full, only to have that walk of shame moment back into your kitchen at midnight, heating up that quesadilla, satisfied for the moment, but not full enough. Not enough to actually be full. Oh, that was me last night. <laughs> Another example of good debt that you may not know and already have is a rental property mortgage. With a rental property mortgage, you build equity in the rental home and that can be seen as an investment. And guess what? It's our tenant who are paying down the mortgage, not your money, right? When it comes to credit card debt, we know this can be a sore subject for a lot of people. This is often considered bad debt because of the nature of items that credit cards are used to purchase. Things that are easily consumable like clothes and food. You really shouldn't use a credit card to purchase those types of items unless it's intentional and to earn rewards knowing you can pay it off the balance by the due date. Yep, you know we are all about to break down the reason how the rich get richer and that's by leveraging debt. Here are five reasons why they do it. Okay, uh, first, let's go back in time to 1971. Whoa, that was long ago. <laughs> A long time ago. We're going, we're going prehistoric now. <laughs> President Richard Nixon took the U.S. dollar off the gold standard. What this meant is that U.S. was no longer backed by, one dollar was no longer backed by an equivalent in gold bars. This also means that the U.S. can print as much U.S. dollars as possible to navigate any financial situation. So don't let those stock market bros on Twitter tell you any different. And we all know the U.S. has found itself in a lot of financial sticky situations. So when the economy is in trouble, the banks look at the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve has to have the banks back. And the banks have the backs of the rich. The banks are tied to the rich not because they are biased, but because only the rich have the credit worthiness to have such a massive impact. The rich affects the bank. So now the dollars isn't backed by gold, it ceases to have that same value. It's equivalent to saying that you're hoarding monopoly money. However, it's still a good practice to borrow it because as the value decreases, what you end up paying will be less, relatively speaking, dollar in value. And as we all know, the US tends to have a major influence internationally. Globally speaking, other currencies are based on its value according to US dollar. And if the US dollar is not our certificate of debt, 
So are all the other currencies. It's been said that orange is the new black in this economy. Well, debt is now the new money. Oh, yeah. Government debt is called bonds. And in a healthy economy, it makes more sense to own bonds than to own cash. If the government raises money by issuing bonds, why should the rich not use debt? In short, you're really just working with what is currently happening in the economy. The second reason the rich use debt is because debt is super cheap. Think of the bank and their relationship to loans like that girl from high school that hits you up in your DM looking for someone to grow with her team of hashtag boss babes and hashtag momagers. They're trying to get people to sign up for their product and join their team so they reach a certain quota. And hey, if that's you right now, no shame in your hustle. You're just doing what has proven to work for some in the past, right? The same goes for the bank. They have a quota with how many loans they must give out each year. And because they are the primary way banks make money, the interest in these loan is their profit. This makes banks more willing to give people loans who want loans since they feel the pressure of making money. Of course, banks do turn out loans to unqualified people, but their favorite way to make their money work for them is to run towards qualified people. And those people are the rich. They offer loans at a way cheaper rate to the rich and bigger loans means cheaper rate. So why use your own wealth when on your latest business venture when you really can get money at a cheaper rate from the bank? Are you starting to see this? It's cheaper to use debt than your own money. Definitely. And as we enter the third reason why the rich use debt, because it's less risky. Think back to when you first start learning how to drive. When you were younger, you're probably learning to drive in your parents' car. And as you got more comfortable and start picking your friends, you really didn't care about the car itself. Just that you could have a little freedom for your once in young I mean, your young life, right? Then as you get older and start paying for your own car, your own gas, and your own insurance, you started to realize something. This stuff is expensive and is coming out of your pocket. The fourth reason why the wealth used debt goes back to leverage thing again. Again, when we mention leverage, we're not talking about some blackmail, back alley <laughs> situation that you're holding something over someone's head. Well, trust us, we watch a lot of true crime too. <laughs> debt is leverage in the financial world. And with personal wealth, you can double or triple what you have. But if you use debt, that insane multiples can become 25x, 100x, even 500x or more. It moves a huge amount of money with less effort. Boom. Debt is what the whole stock market is based on. Did you actually think that they had all that money in the bank? Not in this economy. <laughs> nope. Of course, when you're thinking about looking at the shaky stock market business, failure can become really devastating. And other less risky investments like apartment syndication, hint, hint, that gives really good leverage. The best leverage is the business where the financial outcome is based on skills and competence. That's why you don't want to leave up to God knows who to throw up the world of stock market and put the economy on edge. I mean, we've already lived through a global pandemic, a recession, and too many natural disasters account. Do us a favor and don't ask us how much we spent on therapy. <laughs> and the reason number five, the wealth use debt, they get to keep their own money. Imagine if you got to keep your wealth as an asset that's yielding, let's say, 15% per year. Why in the world would you take that out to finance another venture that yields almost the same amount? The rich takes out debt based on the asset that can produce income year after year. Then the second asset can grow without touching the first asset because of their using debt. The top reason rich people use debt to finance their next business venture is that they get to keep all their previous ones up and functioning. 
they can build a second and a third business without touching funds from their first business. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but in some way, this is the closest thing to actually playing with Monopoly money in real life situation. Purchase Broadway while 42nd Street is thriving and not having to pull from those funds. Sure, why not, right, Paul? Mm-hmm. And of course, for us, our favorite way of making money is through apartment syndication. We love leveraging debt to finance our other apartment buildings. It's the only way for the business to grow and for us to build our empire at a rapid rate, right? So we'll close this episode with a story. One of our recent apartment syndication investments, we purchased the property for $32.4 million and the loan was $27.7 million, aka leverage. <laughs> way too much for us to purchase with our own money. Really, Paul? You don't have $27.7 million in your bank account? You know what? You're right. I have it in my pocket here. <laughs> Prior to closing, the value of the property shot up by $5.4 million, but the debt remained $27.7 million. It stayed the same. The loan, the debt amount didn't even go up, even though the property value had already risen. Most of our apartment syndication loans are interest only, by the way, which means that instead of paying down the principal, we actually get to send the cash flow directly to our passive investors because we're only paying the interest. Furthermore, our loans are non-recourse, meaning that the apartment building itself is the collateral, not our personal property. Unlike single family homes where you as an investor have to sign on the loan to benefit from the income, in apartment syndication, passive investors don't have to get their credit pool and don't have to sign on any loan. We pay us more like a small portion of the building, but we get the benefit of owning the entire building, including the massive tax benefits. That is good when it's done on the income producing asset that covers more than just the mortgage payment. It's also able to fund the lifestyle you deserve and secure financial freedom. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If there's some new topic that we've introduced to you today, go to our show notes at thekittysisters.com slash podcast and check out our free download for the Apartment Syndication Survival Guide. And while you're there, check out the Kitty Freedom Club. Like what you're hearing, guys? Drop a five-star rating review and a little note and share this with your people. We love new friends. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. 